so what's up? Uh, not much. Uh, it's Thursday. Have the day off. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty chill day so far. Did nice. some laundry, skated for a little bit, played guitar nice. for a little bit. Still, still sore from uh, still sore from Tuesdays. Not as sore. That's not, good. Yeah. yeah enough to get back. Right. En- enough to get back on the proverbial horse. <laughs> yes. The four-wheeled wooden horse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Bon Jovi reference here, but I don't feel like making it. Uh, I feel like riding a wooden horse is just a recipe for the worst splinter you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, just you know the the classic the classic dick splinters. <laughs> classic. <laughs> Wait, have you experienced this before, hun? What's that? Have you experienced this before, hun? Listen. <laughs> You're trying to tell me something. <laughs> Officially, if, if listen, if the government asks, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'd never knock you out, babe. I figured. I same for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, my day was very nothing. I I didn't get too much work done today, but that's fine because I got a shitload of work done yesterday, and I'll get more work done tomorrow, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see, what else is going on? I bought some crickets for Smile. He tried to eat the cardboard, which is always very cute to see him try to bite down. He's about to shed again, which, yeah, he's going to be very pretty. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving. Uh, if, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, you, well, actually, if you're listening to this at all, that means that I've moved, probably, Yay. by the time, provided nothing has gone horribly wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> provided no meteor strikes or anything have happened to rob me of my home uh, right provided uh freddy krueger didn't try to, to get inside of you inside provided of the body. dream man provided the dream man did not enter me yeah yes <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's very exciting mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't know not much else that's my week Heck it's yeah. it's weird because I literally saw you this morning and it's weird to <laughs> like pretend to play catch up like me. <laughs> like yeah yeah what'd you do last night oh Money. you know I watched oh, yeah. I watched Friday the Thirteenth I watched Friday the Thirteenth smoked some weed watched some Rick and Morty and an episode of Gravity Falls oh yeah me too what a coincidence. <laughs> Anyways I'm gonna say the theme music goes here and this is where the episode starts. Did and you say Friday now, the Thirteenth? Sorry. That's not the first time I've made that mistake. Normally, be It's your number one 
quote unquote subtextually homoerotic podcast. <laughs> I'm Sarah, and, and joining us is girlfriend of the show, Andrea. Hey, I'm Andrea. Yeah, this is my girlfriend. Finally, finally on the podcast after fart after going far too long without being on, in my opinion. After fart too many years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it has I been was years. <laughs> it has been years. I've been doing this podcast longer than I've known you. Yeah, shit. By like by just, by like four ish six 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 by about six months yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So Andrea, uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, I'm Andrea. I am Sarah's girlfriend. That's me. I'm a big old lesbian. Um, nice. Uh, that's like that's like mainly how I identify <laughs> these days. I'm also trans. But I'm I'm mostly just a dyke. Yeah, I respect <laughs> it. Um, and uh, a thing that we always ask our guests the first time is, uh, so like, what was your like, what's your like history with horror movies? Like, what was your upcoming with them? Gotcha. Um, I was always very very afraid of everything as a child. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I did not watch horror movies. I was way too afraid. Um. And then in college, I went with some some of my new friends freshman year, like the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, to go see Paranormal Activity, um, and that was a lot of fun. I, had I, a blast. I, I know I I I am like I, I know how far apart we are in terms of age. The idea of par- of you being of being in college when Paranormal Activity comes out <laughs> is really weird. Two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah wow oh my god how how old was i then i was that would have made me like a yeah that would that was me a high school freshman <laughs> oh <laughs> and i was like my only exposure oh, to it was because sarah. I, little baby sarah yeah i had a i had a week i was the only teenager on the planet with a subscription to entertainment weekly and i just remember reading like <laughs> a full like four page story about paranormal activity a couple of weeks after it came out i'm sure you weren't the only one no, but I was like, I'm on a very short list. Like, I imagine that I imagine that number is under a hundred. <laughs> like, I can't imagine like teens be wanting to be so hip and with the entertainment of the week that they would just like get a weekly magazine and read it cover to cover yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Because I, you know, I couldn't find book. I didn't like books anymore, so I was just like, oh, magazines, current <laughs> events, and that's. And then I joined Twitter, and it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> and then from then from college it just kind of then from that you just kind of you kind of like broke the seal and you were like oh okay these are good now yeah yeah i had a lot of fun we actually i went with the same friends to go see the rob zombie remake of well it wasn't a remake of halloween 2 but rob zombie's halloween 2 yeah. and the uh the evil dead remake that came out yeah, I have to get around to seeing that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I will at some point, given given your roommate. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, friend of the show, roommate of roommate of the girlfriend of the show, Kara Dwin. Uh, <laughs> a dedicated listener and uh, has probably spreadsheet I, fixer. Spreadsheet fixer, uh, dedicated listener and. Uh, 
I like I don't think she has quite passed it, but like eventually she will have been the impetus for me seeing more films than this podcast has been. <laughs> I think I'm at that point. Yeah. I kind of stopped watching movies for a while. I used to be really into movies. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's talk. You want to go to some upcoming horror movies news dot com dot biz? Yes, uh, take me there. Yes, so I will whisk you away to upcominghorrormovies.com. There's really not much here that's <laughs> I feel like is catching my is catching my attention. Um, La Llorona is out. I don't remember if I've talked about that on here at all. That's the they showed that uh, they showed a trailer for that when we went to see Us. It mm. was the the Ghost Bride movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm genuinely surprised this is like the first time like a big budget th- release of that story is happening because uh. that's like. That is, like, one of, to my knowledge at least, that is, like, an extremely well-known, like, urban legend. Sure. I think Outs- I know the uh, one. Yeah, outside of, outside of American culture. Outside of, well, outside of USA culture, I should say. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I'm just genuinely surprised that that is still, that, that, that this is, like, the first time I feel like that we've seen this. But, um, I don't know. It looks it looks interesting at least. I, I've always been interested in in like the in like the myth of La Llorona, so I might go see that even if I don't know really much about who's making it or whatever. Mm. Um, Child's Play is coming out. I know we've talked about that, but I'm still just <laughs> really I, fucking excited. I haven't seen any of those movies. I from I, I I've seen the first one. I liked the first one. I've seen bits of like the third one, and that yeah. one's really fun. He kill, uh, in that one he kill, uh, spoilers, but he kills the C. In uh, like one of the first kills is him killing the CEO of a toy company with a bunch of toys. <laughs> nice. Like he he like runs his dick over with a fire truck or something. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, nothing really. Uh, nothing really. Com- but like, like I, I mentioned last week, I'm pretty sure. But like, we do have a pretty big summer for horror movies coming, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited right. for it. You know, between it, Child's Play, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and uh, Midsummer, I'm very, I'm very excited. <laughs> like, I, beer seasons around the corner, horror seasons around the corner. <laughs> Just kidding. Every season is horror season. <laughs> but you want to talk about a movie? Yeah, let's do it. So this week we talked about um, not Wes Craven's who directed Friday the Thirteenth Two. Or, God again. Friday the Thirteenth Two. <laughs> the Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Yes, the the Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. That uh, directed by Jack Shoulder. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, yeah, so we watched that, and uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the movie opens with like this scene of like a uh, uh, a bunch of kids on a school bus and yeah. Robert England is driving the bus and yes. uh, this was point I didn't I didn't catch that Caradrim pointed it out but I uh, didn't even catch it when she pointed it out but I caught it on my second <laughs> viewing. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Uh, Robert England's driving the bus, and he's just, like letting uh, a bunch of people are off. And there's like this this obviously nerdy kid who does who does who obviously does not belong. Yeah, he looks greasy. He kind of yeah, looks he like looks... he's wearing like eyeliner, but only on like the 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 bottom lids. Yeah, yeah. He he all he also kind of looks like he he looks like a bit of a nerd, like a, like an asshole too. He like, looks like a like a boy who hasn't learned how to do his hair. 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> he learned. Thankfully, he learns pretty quickly over the course of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got some fresh he gets, to he gets death clock down. Yeah. Um, but then, like, these two preps on the bus start, like, making fun of him, and then the bus well, driver... Yeah, he's, like, looking at them, and everyone's getting off the bus, except for these two, like, blonde girls. Yeah. And they're like, ew, stop looking at us. Um. Which, like, I mean, fair. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. someone, if someone was looking at... If someone just, like, kept looking at me, I'd be like, hey, fuck it. Well, I wouldn't say anything, because I'm afraid of confrontation, but, like, mentally, I'd be like, hey, fucking stop it. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, like, the bus speeds up. Yeah. They, like, skip a stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, they, like, does he just, like, immediately just start driving into the fucking desert? Yeah, he just, like, hops the curb. The bus driver hops the curb, <laughs> and then you see, uh... Freddy's claws on like the the shifter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, because like it, it drives into like this this it drives into the desert and then like eventually like, all of the the like the dirt like all of the ground around the bus starts to fall away. Yeah, like and then like it around them. Yeah, and it pans out to like the first of like a billion really good, really fun practical effects. This is like. <laughs> This is just, like, all, like, a state, like, just all, like, a, uh, a small, like, a little model thing, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And, um, like, it's just, like, the this bus, like, perilously perched atop, like, two very thin, very tall, like, pieces of dirt. Yeah, like, spires, almost. Yes, yes, that's the word I was looking for. And it looks really good. And then, um, what wakes him up? Does the bus tip over? Well... Freddy, like, chases them to the back of the bus, and it, right. the bus sort of tips, and mm-hmm. then the front spire crumbles, so mm-hmm. they're just, like, balancing on this one, one like, yeah. rock formation. And I don't actually know what wakes him up. He just um, kind of wakes up. Well, it cuts it cuts to uh, the breakfast table, and yes, you hear yes, him yes. screaming. Yes. Um, and his sister's like, why can't Jesse wake up like everybody else. <laughs> I do like implies I, that he he does this a lot. <laughs> I, I do like the implication that like she like this is like a very like young girl way to think. So like I get it. It's just very funny to me the implication that like he is choosing to wake up by screaming. Right. right. <laughs> like I mean, given my druthers, that's how I would like wake up on most day on most weekdays. Like just if I could just like wake up and just let out like a full belly ah, and then just like go about my day i feel like it would do a yeah, lot for my like self-esteem well, my motivation usually when i when i am rolling out of bed it sounds like oh oh god <laughs> yeah Ugh. it's it's it always sounds like you broke a hip <laughs> so i can i can relate i guess yeah That's same here um oh god and then uh is this does lisa show up now when he takes her to school in the car yeah yep. yeah yeah lisa shows up and like it's really funny because his dad's like hey someone's in the door kid and he's like oh thanks and he opens the door and she's just like standing with her back to it yeah like not like looking oh, around yeah the, <laughs> like 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 not like not like that to be clear not that she, not that her head is turned away like she's like not that she's like taking in the house or something she is 180 degrees away from the house oh, yeah, and yeah. like after two seconds she turns around and is like Oh hey! She just forgot how doors work for a second. Yeah, she heard it. She heard the dinging. She she pressed the doorbell and heard it ring. It was like, oh, what was that? Is someone here? Hello? 
Oh, hi, Jesse. <laughs> and then he takes you off to school in the deadly dinosaur. Yeah, his his shitty convertible. He his leaves whip. the keys in it. Yeah. Because he knows no one's going to steal it. That's why I used to leave the keys in my car. Sure. okay my car now is definitely shitty enough that it looks that is definitely that shitty looking i feel like (laughs) yeah it's a little beat up yeah she's she's on her she's definitely it doesn't doesn't spew black smoke though yeah his car like he just like just like just like farts out a cloud of black smoke like it look like it looks like he's rolling coal in his car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the scene after that is uh, gym class, and they're playing yes. softball. Yes, and we meet the two. We meet the two side characters in this one. We meet Carrie, who is extremely Carrie. a side character. Yeah. Like I, I, I fully expected her to be like a sex fiend who gets like murdered. Yeah. Well, Carrie is Lisa's horny friend. Yeah, that's that's what my notes say too. My notes do say Carrie is the horny <laughs> yep, one. Yep. <laughs> She's like because, Yeah, so like the boys are playing softball and the girls are doing archery and she's like, Oh hey, like, have you fucked Jesse yet? Like, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh of course she hasn't fucked Jesse yet. No, of course not. She's gotta be the final girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well one of the final girls. <laughs> Um, and then we also meet, we also meet Grady. Yes. Who is, I'm having a, I have a hard time defining what their relationship starts as because like, it feels like he bullies him, but also like, the thing is that like Grady just like flips way too easily to be like any of the bullies that I went to high school with. Yeah. They're, they're friends. Like, I think they're really good friends. Um, so, so yeah, let's describe what happens. Like, they're playing softball, and Jesse's mm-hmm. kind of zoning out. Yeah. And, uh... Okay, I... Yeah, okay. Yeah, and Grady, like, hits a pop fly, and mm. it hits... It hits Jesse right on the head. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I feel like there's some trash talking. Yeah, he says, he says like, uh, heads up play, Jesse. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that pisses him off. Yeah. And... So then he. So then he. Uh. What. What is it? A hot box. What's the. What's the word for the baseball thing? Hot box. The hot box. <laughs> I think that might. I think the that dugout? might be. A, no, not the du- Like the thing where it's like you're. Where like you've got a runner in between two guys that are oh, passing yeah, yeah, the ball yeah, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And the next play, he gets caught in a pickle. Is what I always called it. <laughs> <laughs> He's stuck between two bases. Yeah. And uh he he can't make it to either one without getting tagged out. Yeah, and Jesse gets him and is like, Oh, heads up play. And for some reason in my head I just like interpreted that as way more antagonistic than it was. Right, right. Well then uh Grady goes and rips Jesse's pants off. Yeah. And yeah. you see his bare ass in his jock strap. <laughs> and they start wrestling. Um Listen. And- I'm only going to say it once. You craft intricate rituals that allow you to touch the skin of other men. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> um, but then it's science class, right? 
Well, no. So no. they're reprimanded by the gym teacher. Yes, who, and he makes them like do like planks. I think. Yeah, basically, um, he tells them to assume the position, and uh, while they're doing like planks, basically, just like holding it out in the mm-hmm. sun. Uh, uh, Grady tells Jesse that uh, this guy gets his rocks off like this, and that he hangs out at queer S and M clubs and yeah. that he likes pretty boys like you yeah 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 um do you think, do you think that there were like straight snm clubs back in this time of day like i, I know that <laughs> i I'm not, I'm not trying to like nitpick his terminology i'm just like that phrasing made me think like are there straight like snm clubs <laughs> Pro- yeah prob- probably probably <laughs> What I, I you know actually I don't I don't think that I want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> I'd rather just say I'd rather just say oh there probably isn't and not be proven either. I I only want to know if the answer is no there are not. Oh, <laughs> there are. I can tell you that there there are. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but this whole movie is basically. A metaphor, uh, for, for, uh, Jesse's internalized homophobia. Yes. Very much so. Um, and I don't know, I feel like this is where they start teasing that out. Oh, Um, yeah, definitely. Um. Like, and, and then, like, one of the first, like, one of the first, like, scenes that Jesse has where he's not interacting with someone is just, like, uh, really, really... Uh, over-the-top dance number. Yes, yes, I love that scene. <laughs> um, that's a little bit down the ways, though, So because we have to get through the next the next class. Oh, yeah, because they go to the gym, and uh, Grady and Jesse are talking, and Gr- Jesse's like, yeah, I moved into a place over on Elm Street, and Grady's like, oh, some girl got murdered there. She right. watched her boyfriend die. <laughs> right. And then Jesse's like, go fuck yourself, Grady. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, make me. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Is there a <laughs> more sexual? Sorry to sound like a Tumblr post from 2014, but are there? Is there a more sexually charged pair of words than "make me"? <laughs> like, I think that even like "fuck me" is less sexually charged than "make me" is. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, so, Jesse's like, fuck off, Grady, and then, like, he walks away, and then he, they go to science class, right, where they're talking about um, poop and pee. Actually, there's a scene where Jesse, like, can't sleep, he's all sweaty, and then he sees Freddy putting, like, body parts in his furnace. Yes, 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 that's right. I forgot that he goes home again in yeah. between the, those school scenes. And that's where, that's where, uh, he, where Freddy goes... Uh, you've got the body and I've got the brain and like peels his scalp off. (laughs) So many good practical effects in this movie. (laughs) Like it's, I've, I've, seeing as many horror movies as I have, I've become a little bit desensitized to like gore and such. Yeah. Um, but I really do still appreciate when something can, can yuck me like, can yuck me like the, this movie can. Yeah, there's some good yucks in this one. I love it. Yeah. I was watching the uh, I was watching a fatality compilation from the newest Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> yeah, that game's got a few of them. <laughs> nice. And that oh god, that game looks really good. I just wish that fucking Ronda Rousey wasn't in it. Oh god, <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I can't really afford to buy it anyway, so like... <laughs> Um, but then it's science class the next day, mm-hmm. and they're talking about poops and peeps. Yep. <laughs> Which is, like, just kind of feels like a nice, like, joke about, like, the... It feels like a nice meta joke about the, uh, the, uh, the um, like, the, the trope of, like, the, the high school, like, lecture that is oddly on topic as to whatever the horror movie's thesis is. Yeah, that's a good point. This one's like, just about, about yeah, this one's just about the formation of poop and pee. <laughs> and, and somehow the the teacher brings it around to this circulatory system, and he, like, slaps a heart on the desk. Yes! Slaps a cow heart on the desk, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um... I imagine he's probably just talking about all the systems in the body, and one of the, and he was just like we just cut to him talking about the poop and the pee system, <laughs> and like you gotta say, if you have like a cow heart, you have to save that one for last because if like if the circulatory division if if the circulatory system is like your fourth and you slap uh, the cow heart on the table, then you have to like do your other four systems talk while that heart is just on the table. Unless you have like cow lungs. Okay. You know, like, you slap, you slap the heart on the table, everyone's like, ew, gross. And then you talk about the respiratory system, and you got a big set of cow lungs, and everyone's like, oh, God. Yeah. And you get a, you talk about the, you talk about the, uh, excretory system, is that the word? I can never remember. Yes, that's one of uh, them. Yeah, you talk about the excretory system, you just slap a cow butthole on the, to- on the counter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Jesse falls asleep in class because obviously who could resist falling asleep in the, the butthole the, the poop yeah, and pee discussion he, well he hasn't been able to sleep with his nice well yeah that too his sweaty dreams yeah um and then Grady pranks him yeah it's it's set up to look like a snake is like choking him from within the dream. Yeah. But then like he wakes up and it's just like the the pet snake from the classroom that Grady had draped over him. Yeah. Uh huh. And like, which I thought was I thought was very funny. I was very excited about this. I, I was just excited to see a snake. It was cute. Like yeah. Jesse like flips him off, and that was also really cute. Yeah. <laughs> God, you fucker. It's so sweet, young yeah. love. <laughs> Um, let's see. What happens after that? Um, after that... Oh, this is, like... Uh, I think this is, that's, like, the last thing that happens before Jesse has his jam- his dance number yes. while unpacking. Yes, because we cut to home and Jesse tries to go out and his dad is like, I want that room cleaned. I want that room... Uh, I want those... I want you unpacked tonight, mister. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Go uh. clean your room. And then he, like... Starts dancing with like um what like a pop gun. Yeah, he has a pop gun. Yeah, and, and um it's it's yeah uh, and like some really good sunglasses and it's really funny because he starts to use the pop gun for a mic, yeah. but also like the music was very obviously added in post, so he probably like he brought it to his mouth and was like, I there are no I don't know what the words are gonna be or how they're gonna line up. Probably should just take this elsewhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then he brings it down to his crotch and makes it. Yeah, well, he makes when it his a mom dick. And, when his mom and Lisa walk in the room. Yep, yep. He actually has two pairs of sunglasses in this scene. Yes, that's right. He's got like a, he's got like a pretty normal pair of sunglasses, and then yeah. he's got like some like like it looks like it looks like if you like it looks like if you gold plated the the more you know logo. <laughs> I think they're lightning bolts, not stars. Were they not stars? I feel like they were. You did watch the movie more recently than me, so I trust your judgment on this. 
Yeah, and then he has a second pair of sunglasses that have like lightning bolts coming off of the sides, and they're all like, yeah, that's what it gold. Is. Yeah, it's, it's such a good look. Yeah, and then yeah, so Lisa comes in with his mom, and he he blows his load. <laughs> he blows his pop gun load. His pop gun load. Yeah, and then um, there Lisa is helping Jesse unpack, and Jesse's like, "Hey, where does where do your hanging clothes go?" And Jesse just like kind of shrugs. Right. Right. Very like, where, where, what about your sweater? She's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's clothing. Just put it where you can find space. Yeah, she puts it in his his sweaters in his closet where he has a copy of a game called Probe. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, there's a board game like a Milton Bradley board game called Probe in that closet. Okay, yeah, so I remember that because yeah, I yeah. I was like I was like is what is. Is there a doctor in that? Like, and well, they just like keep the phallic imagery like coming throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but that's when Lisa finds the journal. Yeah, the journal left by uh, Nancy Thompson. Yes. Yes. Um, from the fir- who was the protagonist of the first movie? If you'll remember, the Friday the Thirteenth. God damn it! <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street one. <laughs> That was done, like, uh, I don't know, we were in, where, that was like in our second year or so. What? That was like in our oh, second, we did, we did that movie our second year. No, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> in case it isn't clear, the movie we're talking about. <laughs> it's a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, um, so yeah, uh... They find the journal, and Lisa's reading through it. Um, she reads about how hot Johnny Depp is. Yeah. And then she reads about uh, the nightmares that Nancy was having. Yes. Which, which uh, resemble the nightmares that, that our protagonist, Jesse, has been having. Very um, much so. And then the next, the next thing she reads is just like, Tina's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse's like visibly fucked up over this. Yeah, Jesse's like, oh, that thing that Grady told me about actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, I gotta put more I gotta put more Beth I gotta put more faith in my boyfriend. <laughs> um but then the, and then Lisa goes home and Jesse goes to bed and he wakes up and there's another nightmare where everything is melting. Yes. Uh, everything in his room is melting. There's like a melting record. I think it's like yeah. phone is melting. Yeah, I um I I know that like there was definitely like the imagery of like the boiler room and stuff in the first movie, but um this one definitely leans more into the fact that like Freddy Krueger was burned to death and he just does yeah. a lot with heat. Yep. Like it's kind like of the insane. melting of everything. Like he is the, Jesse Jesse is constantly complaining about the temperature of the of his room. Uh, Freddy makes a bird explode. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where he finds Freddy's claw in his drawer. Yes. In the oh no, in, in the drawer. No, in the he incinerator. doesn't find it in the drawer yet. It's in the incinerator. And yes, he finds it in the incinerator. Just, just like Nancy found, wrapped up, just like Nancy found him at the end of uh, Friday the Thirteenth. God, Nightmare on Elm Street one. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Why does this? <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm doing like Freddy Friday. Like that's just the mix. That's just the mix that's happening in my yeah. head. That's but, my excuse. 
Yeah, this is where I think this is where Freddy is like, kill for me. Yeah, kill for me. <laughs> um, but then uh, fucking. They're back what at school again. Yes, they're back at school and they're bad mouthing the 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 principal, right? And then he makes them go out in the field again. Hmm. Don't, don't they? Know. They get caught bad mouthing the print or not the principal, not the the gym coach. They got they get caught bad mouthing him at one point. Remember where they're like just talking in the locker room and he walks up behind yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, There's actually like, a scene that I missed the first time around where, uh, they're planning the the pool party that Lisa's having and uh, she says that her mom is going to keep her dad busy this time because last time they had a pool party he just played really bad music the whole time and kind of ruined the vibe (laughs) I I somehow missed that oh that was the scene at the pool right yeah I remember that and then we also get like a very brief scene of like uh, uh, Jesse asking Grady if he remembers his dreams at all yeah. and Jesse just and oh. Grady starts back only the wet ones only the wet ones <laughs> only the ones involving you Jesse yeah yeah so they get caught again uh, they're like shit talking in the locker room and they say Schneider's always gotta stick up his ass yeah something like that and yeah uh, Sh- like, Schneider walks and makes them do planks again. It's like a pretty homophobic thing to say, but like. <laughs> um, and then what happens next? There's a gap in my notes because the next thing I remember is him wa- is him like uh like almost in a like there is, uh, there is a sorry you go on next they're at Jesse's house yes um and it's like really really hot in the house. And his dad yes. looks at the thermostat and says that it's 97 degrees. Um, and this is where the bird uh, does its thing. Yeah, it explodes. Uh, yeah. So the, have... the, thing about the, the thing about this movie is that this family is very obviously sweating its ass off, but by God, they will never touch a pair of shorts as long as they live. <laughs> the dad is just wearing slacks 24-7. <laughs> so is the mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, their bird goes crazy and, like, attacks the family, and then it explodes. And, like, the dad's trying to find a reason for this, and he, like, is blaming it on a gas leak. And he's, like, trying to fix the stove, and then he's like, no, wait, it's Jesse's fault, actually. He probably did it with firecrackers. He probably did a cool magic trick. Yeah, so, like, his dad's blaming him for... for blowing up their pet <laughs> yeah wait, wait, wait there were two birds right like what i wonder what happened to the other one the other one was murdered by the one that exploded right yes thank you yeah thank you. yep um and then what, what is it he can't sleep so he kind of just goes to a bar he yeah. goes to the gay bar he can't sleep so he goes to don's place in the rain yes. and he's yeah. like practically naked he's just in like a button-down shirt and I don't know if he's wearing anything else. Like maybe those those briefs that he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he goes to the queer S and M club. Yes. That Grady mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to the bar and is like, "I would like and beer, please." Yeah, it's like, "Give me, give me a beer, please." And so the bartender does. He gives him a glass too, which was like 
pretty classy considering yeah <laughs> i mean listen we've already we we we've, we've known for all our lives that like gay people are just more advanced <laughs> it's true <laughs> we can't sh- we we cannot share our technology with the straights <laughs> yeah so he like goes to pour himself some beer and uh schneider comes yeah. up behind him and was like oh shit what are you doing here and he tells him he like find so he finds him in the bar and then the next shot is uh jesse doing laps in the gym yeah and this is the point where i think like okay this is well i mean the part where schneider showed up was where i'm like okay this is just a dream sequence right well I thought it was a dream sequence because they have, like, the wide establishing shot of the gymnasium, right? Yeah, yeah. Jesse's running around the perimeter, and to the right, um, in the back right mm-hmm. corner, there's that, like, corridor that's just lit red. It's yeah. It's just, like, glowing red. Yeah. Um, but, um, as it turns out, this movie does not exactly play by the same rules as... Yeah, I don't really, I can't really pin down the rules that it's playing by as a thing. It's just kind of like Freddy is like, he he's more like a malevolent spirit that exists adjacent to dreams than he is yeah, like a spirit can, like, that can only you, influence dreams. He can like make you dream, it seems like. He, he can make you hallucinate things. And he also has control over hotness. Yeah. And also he can just, well, I mean, he can also just control things in the real world. Because remember when Schneider dies, he gets like... Uh, like Freddy just like commands two like towels yeah, that are yeah. in the real world to like tie him up. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that scene. So yeah, let's. Um, he tells Jesse to Where, hit the showers. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized something. Uh-huh. Um, Schneider had to change out of the BDSM gear that he was wearing in the club. By the way, he was wearing some BDSM gear. Right. It was really and then he changes... shitty BDSM gear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he basically looked like a like an amateur wrestler from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe. That's probably what he was doing. That's he probably what he was he doing. He didn't change out of the gear though. When he's in Did his he... office, he's still wearing that. Oh, I didn't realize. For some reason, for some reason, I thought he was just wear. Still, he went back to wearing like his gym pants and. Oh uh, uh, no, no, up. he's still he's still wearing his his kink getup. Yeah, but not for long. Uh, yes. So yeah, so Jesse's in the shower and Schneider or Snyder, depending it depends on, on who's saying it. On who says it? Uh, uh, is in his office and he like pulls down some jump ropes from the shelf Mm -hmm. like like the insinuation is that he's gonna like tie jesse up or something yeah and uh suddenly things start shaking oh actually Mm -hmm. the first thing that happens is the the strings on the tennis rackets in his office start melting and popping yes and then Freddy just kind of, like, makes all the sports gear in his office attack him. The jock's worst nightmare. Yeah, like the tennis ball uh, yep. cartridges pop open and shoot tennis balls. <laughs> yep. And, uh... <laughs> and then uh, he gets kind of, like, he gets dragged to the shower by... The, is it towels or is it the jump ropes? It's the jump ropes. So the jump right. ropes, like, come to life, sort of, and, like, wrap around his wrists. Mm-hmm. And they drag him out of his office into the showers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um And then uh he, he like his clothes just get like ripped off of him. Yeah. Yep. 
And then, and then, like, a towel kind of, like, snakes in there, like, magic carpet style. Well, yeah, well, he gets tied up to the showers. To the showers, yes. Like, he's spread eagle, basically, tied to yep. the showers. <laughs> and then these towels, like, come out of the dirty towel bin and start, like, s- towel snapping him on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Oh, how does he... Go on. Then there's a shot of uh, Jesse, like, in the mist, in the background. Yeah. As this is happening, and, um... Freddy emerges from the mist. Yeah. Freddy Krueger emerges, uh, in the foreground. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Freddy slices up the gym teacher. Yeah. Slices and dices, and then what? What, what happens? Is the next shot of Jesse is the next shot the one with Jesse with the claw in his hand. Yeah, Jesse sort of comes to the claw in his hand, and it, he does a really good job uh, at making it look like he like his hand is possessed, like it's not him moving yeah. the glove. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of in a daze, and like the glove is doing this sinister, like come hither sort of motion. And yeah. Then, then he notices it himself, and he's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> He freaks out. I think he screams. Yeah. Um. He. Fun fact. I just went to his. Wikip- I just went to Mark Patton's Wikipedia page. Uh. He is touted as the first male scream queen of modern cinema. He has such a for this movie. He has such a feminine scream. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Uh. But yeah, I guess I guess while we're talking, I guess while since oh, we, since you mentioned it, like the the thing about Jesse, the thing about Jesse is that like he is a f- very. I mean, obviously this kind of plays into the homoeroticism in the movie, but mm-hmm. also like Jesse is a very effeminate character, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not like a goof, really. Ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's ever like it, there's a joke made at the expense of his like femininity. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, we obviously did just mention that like they're making gay jokes about the the t- the gym coach, but also like again, the high but schoolers. that's just part of the like internalized yeah. homophobia. Exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know about you, but I definitely said shit like that about gay people. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. <laughs> um, I don't really remember too well. I don't know. It's actually kind of the opposite. Like I was always like really, really incensed about whenever gay people got made fun of, but it was just me being like a super helpful ally. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I kind of like I kind of went the other way on it. I was very unaware of my own gayness. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I always described myself as fruity but straight. <laughs> as if one. any straight person has ever described themselves as fruity. <laughs> Well, any straight man has ever described themselves as fruity. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of one. Um, yes, and then the the so Jesse kills the Jesse Freddy kills the coach, right. and, then and then the next scene is his parents take him home. Yes, because he was just wandering around naked on the highway. Right, exactly. And his dad is like, oh, Jesse, I'm so glad you're safe. Just answer two questions. What are you taking and who's selling it to you? Right. And also a third question, are they sell- will they sell to me? <laughs> Daddy needs a fix. Right. Daddy, doesn't know where- Daddy doesn't know where to buy weed anymore. He turned 40. 
<laughs> Daddy, ha- Daddy doesn't have any cool friends who will sell him weed anymore. Will you be my cool friend that will sell me weed, son? <laughs> but um, yeah, his parents think he's on drugs. And the next, what happens the next morning? Um, that's that. I, I that seems a little bit blurry to me. Um, the next morning, like. His mom asks how he's doing, and he, like, blows her off. Yeah. And then when he's leaving, he's he's about to leave for school with Lisa. Uh, His mom, like, tries to, like, ask him what's going on Mm -hmm. and if he can talk about it. And he's just like, no. (laughs) No, I can't talk about it. Leave me alone. And Um, and this is is definitely when, to me, it started to jump out as the... Um, as like being the gay subtext, like the the right. homophobia sub, the self hating homophobia subtext. Well, I don't. The thing is, like, like so, so you're gay, or not self hating. You know what I mean. You're yeah, you're gay, and you know what's going on, but you can't. You feel like you can't tell your parents, <laughs> right? <laughs> or yeah. anyone really, and that yeah. sort of like kind of ruins your relationship with your parents <laughs> or yeah. at least um, so yeah I definitely related to that bit a lot um, yeah the, the thing is another reason another thing that I lack on that front is just be, which is just because I was always like when I figured things out I just kind of turned to my parents and was like hey I think this is happening and then it never really went well but I never yeah. really learned my lesson gotcha like when I was very young, I came, I came out to my mother and my, my par- both my parents is by, and they, I kind of felt like I got like, was getting nudged back in the closet a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I came out, the same thing happened when I came out as a girl and you know, so on and so forth. Um, things are better now. My parents are, I'm in a much better place with my parents <laughs> than I was, yeah. uh, yeah, 10 or even five years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, like I, t- the hiding from my parents thing was just like, I, I can never tell lies and I'm, I wear pretty, I, I'm very bad at like hiding feelings. Oh, gotcha. So, you know. I'm, I'm very good at the lies and the hiding. That's, yeah. That's how I did it. That's <laughs> yeah. I made it through adolescence. Yeah. But hey, I'm glad you, I'm glad you made it. Me too. <laughs> life is good. Life is better now. Oh yeah, life is fucking awesome right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the next scene. Oh yeah, his dad thinks he's on drugs, basically, and yeah. So his mom wants to get him help from a professional, and his dad wants to send him to a methadone clinic, which is like, <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. Listen, it's, it'll do, it'll build character. Good good so, for a young boy. Yeah. Uh, they go to... Lisa and Jesse go to school, and that's when they find out that uh, Snyder was actually murdered. Yeah, and it wasn't just a dream that Jesse... Je, like, this just confirms Jesse's fears, right? Right. That that actually happened. It wasn't yeah. Happen. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell. I didn't um, notice this um, this sort of like s- this string in the narrative before, but uh, Lisa, Lisa, the first thing she she jumps to when Jesse's like telling tell, trying to tell her about what's happening uh-huh. is that Jesse must be a psychic. 
Yeah, I had that in my notes. Like uh, Jesse, like tells Lisa about things, and she and her response is like, "Well, maybe you're an M. Maybe you're. Maybe you've got ESP. Let's go right. to this place." Right. Uh huh. Which is. Does that go anywhere? Yeah. Um. So let's see. There's more just like back and forth between school and Jesse's house. Yeah. Um. The breakfast confrontation scene, where he's like yelling at his dad, and he's like, "Hey, what? This, this house was so fucking cheap because the people got murdered here." Right. And the his mom is like, "What? Fuck! What the fuck? Is that true?" Yeah, his dad's like, "There's nothing wrong with this house," and then their toaster catches on fire. <laughs> even though it's like, oh, unplugged. It oh, it wasn't even plugged in. That's the darndest thing. <laughs> Jesse and those firecrackers. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Lisa takes, so yeah, so Lisa takes, um, she's been doing research, and she takes Jesse to the place where Freddie murdered 20 children. Yes. Um, because she thinks he might be able to feel something. Yeah, and she's like, Re- reach out to the, the psychic void. Right, and... Use your mind power. This, this scene basically exists just, I think the scene exists solely so we can go there at the end of the movie and we're not totally lost yeah yeah because and i mean the, it, because i mean they probably like they probably like were like well okay we just got the best we just have like the best like thing in the mo- the best set in the movie right um we've probably set this up a little bit earlier right uh, then they just call up like mark and uh whatever lisa's uh actress's name was just like, yo can we you just can we just a couple reshoots yeah it's like, like yeah, half a day tops <laughs> Alright, yeah. cool, see you there. 1 p.m. Cool. Yeah, so Lisa's <laughs> like, Oh, do you feel anything? And he like he's like, Oh, I'm not sure. And then he sees a locker and they do like this slow, like, creep up to it, and they open it and there's a rat inside. And that's yes. how that scene ends. <laughs> yep, and my notes just say there's a rat. <laughs> there's a rat. <laughs> and I got very excited. I just I love I love seeing rats. Because <laughs> the thing is, the rat count in most movies is, like, zero. So when the rat count is one, and when the rat is not, like, evil or killed, that, like, make, that's, like, a one plus. <laughs> uh, was there only one rat in uh, the, the Great Mouse Detective? Was Radigan the only rat? I feel like in order just to... I, I haven't seen The Great Mouse Detective in over 20 years, but if I had to guess, I would say yes, if only to show that Radigan is, like, you know, that rats are bad. Yeah, well, he's very sensitive about being called a rat. Yes. He will murder well, you. <laughs> this is a different movie, but... Eh, I'd let him. <laughs> He'd be sexy about it. Well, he kills people by having his pet cat bore them. Oh, well. Oh, that's right. I he forgot ki- about he that. He kills mice. <laughs> How would he kill me? He's Radigan is very small. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if Radigan attempted to kill me, I would just pick him up by the nape. Of, I would simply pick him up by the nape of his neck and give him a smooch. <laughs> I'm really glad that we're talking about this movie right now. About the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we should watch that sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. It's been way too. I, I I haven't seen that since like before the time I was able to like form cogent memories. 
<laughs> so like I, I have like bits and pieces the same way that I remember most things that I experienced from ages zero to five. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that scene's that scene ends. Yeah, there is a very short breakfast scene. Another scene at the breakfast table that I enjoy, where he comes downstairs and his mom is like, "Oh, you're looking better," and he just gives gives her this look, like I know you're bullshitting me. Like, don't even. He has like huge bags under his eyes. <laughs> Poor Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. The thing about these, the thing about the, the thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, I caught myself there. I almost said Friday the Thirteenth again. Mm-hmm. The thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is that, like, they, re- I, at least of the first two, uh, I can't speak to the rest too well, but I feel like they, the first two, at least, really uh, accomplished like the fatigue that must set in that, like you, that like the the main characters are feeling at yeah. like forcing themselves to stay awake. Definitely. Like, it's definitely, like, the exact same, like, like as, like, back back when I was in middle and high school, um, on the last day of school, I would always pull an all-nighter. <laughs> like, I would, like, get home from the last day of school and then just, like, stay up until 6 a.m., which is the time for my, which my alarm was set. And, like, really fun up till 1 a.m., really hard past 1.30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used and to just, stay up really late, just, like, unable to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I did that when I, when I fell I fell really hard into League of Legends in uh, college, and I would just like have nights where I was up till like three, four, five. like I went, I saw the sun up regularly when I was mm. when I was at my worst with that game. Mm. Oh, what a terrible, terrible video game! <laughs> um, but then uh, Freddy like possess is the next scene where Jesse tries to kill his sister. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, it must yeah. be. Because like uh, we get like a, it's like a first person shot of uh, someone wandering through the 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 Jesse Jesse's house. Right. It starts in the basement. Yes. And then like creeps up the stairs into Jesse's sister's room. Yeah, and we hear Freddy Krueger's voice say, "Wake up, little girl!" And then she like wakes up and rubs her eyes like. What time is it? And then the camera changes angles, and it's like it's Jesse standing above the bed. Yeah, and Jesse's like, "Oh, it's okay. Just go back to bed. Go back to sleep." Yeah, and then uh, he looks down, and he's wearing, he's wearing the Freddy claw. Yeah, no, he's he like starts to tuck her into bed, and he's like right. wearing he's like the Freddy claw comes up. He's like, Ugh! "Yep." Ugh. Um. um. My next note on here is just barbecue, which definitely is not... There's definitely something I'm missing in there. There's the scene... So there's a lunch scene where Grady's talking with his mouth yes. full. <laughs> and uh, he's, like, and acting can't... all freaked out, and people are starting to notice Jesse is. And yeah. he's like... Grady's like, oh, do you want to go see a movie? Like, th- would that make you feel better? You want to go hold hands? Would that make you? If we kissed, would, would that make you feel better? <laughs> and um, Jesse okay. kind of just yells at him. Yeah, there was a line where Grady says that he's grounded, so he can't go to the party. Um, and they the the girls ask him why, and he says because I threw I threw my grandma down the stairs, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Oh, you know, just the typical teen activities. Yeah. But yeah, Grady's, uh, like, mess- messing with Jesse, and Jesse snaps. Yeah. And then Grady's like, 
I don't want to be your boyfriend anyway. It's like, socks <laughs> off. Yeah, he was he was hurt. He was like, oh, geez, Jesse, fine. If you're going to yeah. be that way. Yeah. Um, then, then we cut to Mr. Wonderful. Yes, Mr. Wonderful on the grill, and thus begins the third act of the film. Yes. <laughs> Great um, shot to start the third act on. The Mr. Wonderful that we are talking about is the brand of apron, or is it, I can't tell if it's the brand or, like, the monogram that Lisa's dad has on the apron. I like to imagine it's the monogram. <laughs> You're pro- that's the way better version of it. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, I'm cooking some burgers and I'm popular with the teens. Right, right. And and then his and then his and then Mrs. Wonderful, his wife comes up and is like she like makes a hand gesture him and at him and he just kinda like looks to the kid next to him and he's like, Pardon me, young man. I have to go fuck my wife. Yeah, Please basically. grill the rest of the food for me and gives him that stupid and gives hat. Him the hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And that, and that kid just, like, takes the grill and he's like, Hey, I'm grilling! I'm grilling. I'm grilling I'm grilling here. over here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Jesse's at the party and he's, like, not having a good time and he goes to, um, into a bungalow that they have in their backyard. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he goes to the bungalow and then Lisa joins him, right? Yeah, and she's like, why won't you talk to me? Um, and he's saying that he feels like he's losing it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's afraid to sleep. He's afraid to stay awake. Um, <clears throat> and then they kiss. Yes. And she tells Jesse that uh, she's not going to let anything happen to him. Um, they like they kiss they kiss so slowly and with such tenderness that I genuinely thought it was just gonna be like a peck on the cheek a peck on the lips right. and then just like right. that was gonna be it and then they do another kiss like that and I'm like okay that's where that that's where the kiss stops like and then a, they start making out it's a, yeah it's like a very like tentative sort of like nervous kiss yes yes um yeah and they start making out and uh, Jesse's like undoing her shirt and like uh-huh. like like kissing her chest and she's getting starting to get into it and then yeah uh his his tongue pops out only it's yeah not like his tongue it's like this deformed monster tongue it's a gene simmons tongue it's a gene simmons tongue but it's like gray <laughs> this is this is the second time that freddy krueger has done weird tongue things in the movies oh yeah yeah because in the first one there's like two or three shots of him just like like diddling his tongue like he's like he's like eating the air's pussy. <laughs> I forgot that. Like he did, like there's just like a close on his lips, he's like boop, boop, boop. Yeah, so like Jesse's tongue gets all weird and he like freaks out. Yeah. He, like, covers his mouth and he has to leave. Yeah, he runs out and he like does he like bust he does he like break into Grady's window? Not break in, but like Yeah, so he goes to Grady's room. The next shot is like him in Grady's room. Yeah. And, I mean, as if you need more confirmation, but remember how uh, Johnny Johnny Depp got into Nancy Thompson's room through the window, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what Jesse did to, gro- to Grady. I'm well, Grady. there's, like, a really explicit line. Um, yeah. Where, so, Jesse's freaking out. He's like, I need you to let me stay here. Um, he confesses to Snyder's murder. Um, uh-huh. and he says something's trying to get inside my body. 
Yes. And then Grady says, yeah, and she's female, and she's waiting for you in the cabana, and you want to, or you want to sleep with me. (laughs) Nail on the head. On the head, yeah, right? (laughs) It's like, if you didn't think this movie was, was gay, like... And wasn't wasn't Kara Dwin telling us that like the director like denied it vehemently yeah, for a well, little we saw while? That, we saw that clip from the interview with the director where he was like, Oh yeah, I guess when I saw the movie, I guess I could see how you would think that this was like a very homoerotic movie, but but like that all happened on accident. <laughs> 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 well, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me neither. Like the director, the director was like, "Oh yeah, uh, Mark Patton, the actor, he's gay, so that means that that that's that means that he that 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 probably explains it." <laughs> well, I don't know if he was out then. No, but like at the time of the, at the time of the interview, uh, he may have been. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't really know because that inter- that that interview was definite. The interview that was done with the director was definitely well after the release of this movie. Yeah, definitely. I want to go back um, and watch this. Yeah. Um. Minutes. Actually, in the in the twenty ten uh, according to Wikipedia according to Wikipedia in the twenty ten documentary Never Sleep Again, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the writer David Chaskin was like, "Yeah, the the gay shit was all me. Uh, Jack Shoulder didn't have anything to do with it." Gotcha. Huh. <laughs> Which like. That is the that is the that is like the one version of the story that I believe where the end result is Jack Shoulder didn't realize because like like there is just like an entire genre of post that is like like you know two lesbians walk into a store and it's like oh what are you and your gal pal getting today <laughs> or like mm-hmm. what can I do for you and your friend or your sister or like everything yeah. that is like willful ignorance of the fact that gay people exist yeah i was <laughs> I was at a rave with Sparrow. <laughs> Sparrow's my other girlfriend, and yes. um, this guy came up to us and was like, "It's like, whoa, are you two like cousins or something?" And I was like, "God, I really hope not." <laughs> and when I was in New York with my friend Rachel, this guy came up to us and was like, "Let me guess, your mother and daughter." <laughs> Who was the mother? Rachel. Isn't she your age? No, she's she's like 32, 33, but she does not oh, okay. look old enough to be my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a thing that happens where people can't it's a, it's a what would you call it? It's a heteronormative sort of homo homo I don't want to say homophobic necessarily thing that happens where people see two women together and they just can't uh can't they just don't assume that they're they're dating. They don't I think assume it, anything else. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong to call it homophobia, but it is definitely like a very like passive form of homophobia. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's heteronormative because it's just yeah. a heteronormative yeah. way of seeing the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, sometimes I wonder if there's a little bit of like them coming up and being like, "You're not gay, right?" <laughs> Like right, just like it's just right. like there it's just like the publicly like not really acceptable but like the more acceptable way to say you're not gay right <laughs> right uh, yep All right. <laughs> um 
So, yeah, uh, and then Jesse's like, Grady, I need to fucking go to sleep. Don't fall asleep on me. If, I, yeah. if anything weird happens, yeah, wake me up. Uh-huh. Wake me up inside. Before you go, go. <laughs> <laughs> two different songs, but okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two very, listen, it's, it's the only two songs that come to mind when you say wake me up. <laughs> um... And then Grady, is there anything that happens in between, like Jesse falling asleep and then Grady being like "Good night, buddy," and then he falls asleep too? Nancy's or Nancy's friend. Um, hold on a minute. Yeah, something happens. Yeah, yep. Carrie talks to Lisa, and Lisa's like, "Oh, I wish I were with Jesse right now." And Carrie's just like, "Then go be with Jesse right now." Yeah, because uh, um. Uh, uh, Lisa just kind of assumes that uh, Jesse just went home, so that's where she heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut back, and then like uh, Jesse's fast asleep, and uh, fucking um, Grady is like, "Well, I've done. I've flipped through enough channels." Yeah, Grady. Grady turns to Jesse, and he says, uh, "He says, sweet dreams, pale." <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, Grady falls asleep, and then. In one of the most, genuinely most upsetting sequences I have seen in horror cinema, in like, in terms of, like, not not in terms of, like, the kind of content that's happening, but, like, just the gore levels was off the charts, which is just, like, like... Yeah, Jesse wakes up and he's like, it's happening again. Yeah, and his his hand starts to, like, anamorph into Freddy's claw, but in, like, the most gruesome way possible. The claw's, like come out of his fingertips. Yes. And then his fingertips split. Yes. And then his his forearm splits open and you see the Freddy's red and green sweater under it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and then he's like up against the wall and he's getting chest bursted basically. Like you yes. can see the outline of Freddy's face and his stomach like trying to come out. And yeah. he uh, slices his own stomach open with the claws. Yes, is an attempt <laughs> to like stop Freddy. Yeah. Well, I thought I read that as Freddy letting himself out. Oh, uh, to me, to me, that scanned more as like uh, a last gasp by Jesse to try and like kill himself and Freddy in one fell swoop. But that uh, also that your your read probably makes a little bit more sense because we've known we've known that Jesse has had a hard time keeping a hand under control for right. the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Contextually, wandering. that one makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, and then, does Grady die in any particularly spectacular fashion? So he's like, Grady's yes, like okay, I remember now. banging on the door, like screaming for his parents because he can't get the door unlocked. And Freddy, yep. Freddy Krueger's standing in his his bedroom. Yep. And uh, and um, we learned yeah. that we learned that Grady's first name is Ron. Yes, Ron Grady. I didn't catch that the first time around either. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, his dad is like, Ron, open this door, open this door. And then we don't actually, I don't think we actually see the first stab happen to Grady. No. What we see is, we see on the outside, we see um, his parents trying to open the door. And then like uh, a claw, like a bloody claw just bursts through. Yeah. And like starts bleeding a little bit. Yeah, these these two shots on either side of the door are like really 
well framed because uh-huh, definitely. when you see it when you see it from the other side you know that that's exactly where Grady is like you know that he's been impaled before you even see the blood yeah um, yeah it's really good yeah yeah that's a great that's a great uh, scene yeah um, yeah yeah the kill itself not that memorable but the de- but the scene leading up to it was yeah it wasn't like it wasn't like Johnny Depp blood vortex but. Yeah, that was a great. T- <laughs> um, I think that like three starts to ramp it up in terms of deaths, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. I know that Freddy does kill someone via a video game at some point, though, so I'm really excited to get to that one when we hit that. Mm. Um, he also screams, "Welcome to prime time, bitch!" Which is, <laughs> I think that's one of the few times that Freddy Krueger actually, actually says, says bitch. "bitch." Yeah, and because uh, scary the entire Terry. time. Yeah, uh, Scary Terry from uh, Richard and Mortimer. <laughs> uh, just, like, every time Freddy says a line, like, in my in my head, and I'm sure it's the same for you, but just, like, every time Freddy says a line, my mind is just like, comma, bitch, after it. Yep. I've got the, you've got the body, I've got the brains, bitch. <laughs> uh, um, <sighs> but then, uh, Ron dies, and... Freddy just fucking runs through the plate glass window oh, yeah, and the then pool disappears. Party starts, well, the pool party starts heating up. Yes, because... Oh, oh I thought you... Jesse, so what happens after that is Jesse goes and confesses... To Lisa. To Lisa. Yes. Um, he's, like, he's covered like... in blood. Yeah. He said, I'm so scared. He's inside me. Uh, he wants to take me again. I've got blood on my hands. He owns me. Um, and Lisa's trying to get through to him, but yeah, he's, he's freaking out. Uh, How do they get back to the pool party? Well, he... Where? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Is it... Because, <laughs> like, in my recollection, the next scene is that, like, the, the whole pool party starts heating up, and then... Right. Then Freddy explodes out of the plate glass window. Everything calms down. And then, because he disappears when he explodes out the window. The pool party heats up. Lisa reads a passage from Nancy's journal. Okay. Where they find out how to beat Freddy. Because uh, it's it's your own energy that feeds Freddy Krueger and makes him real. Right, yes. So the pool party's heating up. And then... um, like, what is it? Je- Jesse falls down and then Freddy stands up. And then she's like, I'm not afraid of you. And then he runs out the door. Oh, yeah, well, he's, he transforms again. And he, like, goes t- to attack her. And uh, Freddy's sort of, like, mimicking Jesse's voice. And he's like, yes. kill me, Lisa. Um, and Lisa tries stabbing Freddy. But it's just, like, it's like a nightmare, and, like, the knife just, like, squishes against his chest. Yeah. Um. It's like a stage knife. Yeah. And, uh, she, like, tries to escape, and, and Freddy bites her on the ankle, and then she kicks him in the face. Yes, yeah, she, he takes a pretty nice chomp out of her ankle. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, I know, he, like, jumps through a window and disappears. 
Yeah, he jumps through a window and disappears, and this is, like, after the pool has, like, already started to boil over, and, like, things that, like, the lights above the pool have, like, burst due to heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone's like, is he, is he gone? And there's, like, a good 15 seconds of just, like, silence where they're, like, looking around, and then he just, like, jumps up and, like, knocks over the snack table. It's like, fuck you! Yeah, yeah. Um, all the teenagers at the party go crazy. Yep. Um, he murders a couple fools. yeah. Uh, and then there's this one guy that tries to like talk sense into into Freddy. Yes, he's like, he's like, I'm here for you. <laughs> he's like, take it easy. It's okay. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay, man. <laughs> but he's he, like, it, there's a, it's this really weird scene because it's like it's Freddy and just like a bunch of teenagers with their backs to the wall, just like a group of like yeah. It, it, it looks like it looks like your high school choir. Like, but the bleachers are too small for them to stand on. <laughs> um, but, and it's also just weird because it's like, it's very, it's, you know, we, we, did, we didn't see Freddy interacting with crowds of people in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, uh, Lisa comes out and is like, hey, fucking stop it. Yeah, well, her dad comes out and tries shooting Freddy. Yes, 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 yes. And so, like... At this point, like, the pool is boiling, um, like, the beers explode and spray <laughs> all over yeah. the place. And the yeah, le- no, because the, the grill explodes, and, like, yeah, the guy the just, like, throws the wieners are le- popping, like, next to the grill. Yeah, and then he, the guy, the guy that, uh, Mr. Wonderful gave the hat to just, like, throws the grill lid on while that thing's burning, and it was like, hey, Rocky, my man! <laughs> and then the pool starts to boil, or then, then the beers go off. Yeah. Um... Um, yeah, so her dad tries shooting Jesse slash Freddy, but she stops him, and then, uh, Freddy just sort of, like, leaves. Yeah, he just kind of, like, walks through some, the shrubs. Right, like, yeah, exactly. Leaving, like, a trail of smoke. And flame, yeah. And then, um, how does Lisa get to the... Did she just go back to that place? I... I think so. That sounds about right. Um, but it's... It's an incredible set. Like, we yeah. get this, like, isometric, uh, view of this place, and it looks a little, um... Oh, uh, this is a deep cut, but I know you listen to these guys, so maybe you know it. Have you ever seen the, the music video for the song Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, I haven't. Damn it. Okay. That's fine. It reminded me a little bit of the music video for the song Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, but it's just... It, I, I'm not going to be able to put it into words very well, but it's just a really cool-looking set. <laughs> um, and then there's a big confrontation in the boiler room area. Yeah. Um, yeah, the place where... Freddy killed all of those children. Yes. Um. Yeah, so, like... Lisa tells Jesse that she loves him. Yeah. And that makes him start bleeding. Yeah. He's a bleeding heart liberal now. (laughs) Um... I, I gotta be real. This this scene, I kind of lost a little bit of interest in this in the scene when I was watching it, just because I felt like it took like a little bit long. Yeah. Like I I, I remember, 
I remember some, saying something to the same effect last night where I was just like, it kind of felt like it geared itself up to end like two or three separate times in that scene. Yeah. And, and on top of that, it just felt like really long for the duration of this movie. Yeah. Like, the end long... definitely feels tacked on. Like, and especially, and remember this movie, this movie is only 85 minutes. <laughs> like yeah. this, this, this last scene, I mean, obviously final showdown has got to be like the, should be like, it's going to be the biggest one, but like, it just, I don't know. It just took, a, it just took a long, long time to not do too much of anything. Cause then like Freddie's heart bleeds and then she kisses him and then he starts to burn. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. Like the, the, the boiler room like betrays him and burns him alive. Yeah. The fire like fences him in mm-hmm. um, and he burns to death. And then uh, from the ashes, like peeling off his, peeling off the charred skin, like, Turtle shell chocolate syrup. <laughs> like a roasted marshmallow. Yeah. Uh, Jesse emerges from the corpse. Yeah. And is there any is there anything between that and them taking the bus? I don't think so. Yeah. Because then they're just back on the bus and it's like, wow, I can't believe it's all over. Yeah, there's like a shot where Jesse's going to catch the bus and like he's actually getting along with his mom now. Yeah. He has, like, his hand is, like, wrapped up in bandages. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, Lisa's just like, I don't want to talk about it. She says, let's not talk about it. <laughs> when he I tries don't... bringing up all the shit that happened. <laughs> I, like, I don't blame her. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, I, I just, like, maybe she should say, like, maybe, like, not today, or not now, or we're on a bus with, we're on a crowded bus. Yeah. But, yeah. um, mm-hmm. then the bus starts going faster and faster, and just like, oh, something's wrong, something's wrong, oh god, oh god, stop the bus, stop the bus, and then the bus stops and just picks someone up, and they're right. like, oh, it's fine, calm down, Jesse. And then Freddy's hand bursts through Carrie's chest, because, oh yeah, Carrie is there also. Did you yeah, remember Carrie? <laughs> Be surprised if you did, because we've mentioned her twice in this in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, Carrie's like, it's okay, it's all over, and then she gets chest bursted. Yep, and then the, the movie ends. Claw. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the bus like goes off the road again. And... Yep. Oh yeah, and it's like an, it's like a twenty second long like <laughs> shot that is just like the bus like driving into the desert sand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then fade to black. That's movie. Mm-hmm. On a scale of zero to five, uh, bondage jump ropes. How many bondage jump ropes are you gonna give this one? <laughs> Um, I'll give this movie three and a half bondage jump ropes. Yeah, that's about where I land on it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, good movie. I think this is definitely better than the first one. Yeah, I like the movie a lot. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, so there's some more great practical effects as in the first, uh, yes. Um, Freddy Krueger movie <laughs> and uh, but I don't know I don't think like my second time watching the movie I got the impression that it wasn't actually a very good movie yeah yeah I don't know like a lot of the a lot of the scenes like the one that really stood out for me was where they established the boiler room Basically. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, that scene definitely. Uh, I, even when I was stoned out of my mind the first time watching it, uh, right? That they definitely just, st- that definitely stood out to me. And I was like, "Wait, what is this? The direction this movie is going?" They like, yeah, they like kind of crank up the tension 
to like a rat reveal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like a really like it is just like so it's weird. It's not a good scene. Yeah, and there's just a lot of back and forth between like like oh here's a scene at the school where they find out that the gym coach was murdered. And now they're back at the breakfast table, and now they're back at school, and now they're back at the breakfast table. Yeah, it's, like, this This takes place over a lot longer period. Like, the first movie is definitely a lot more conservative about the number of times it, like, discreetly sends Nancy to school. Yeah. And this one is just like, alright, Jesse's at school, Jesse's at home, Jesse's at school, Jesse's at home, and just, like... He, he is definitely much more sleep-deprived than Nancy was. Yeah, I think they do... They do a fine job of, like showing how sleep deprived he is there's a scene yeah, we definitely. left out where like he's taking caffeine pills yes and drinking coke yep um you want to get on to question yes okay we have question from twitter user girl in four colors hi caradwin um <laughs> if this question is too personal skip it but if your past or present internalized homo slash transphobia were embodied by a horror movie monster as Ooh. jesse's is by freddie which would it be and why um Good this question. one's definitely this one's definitely on the nose but i think the alien from under the skin is definitely the one like that movie is definitely like a very um like that's one that i buy i, I fully buy that the director did not mean to make a trans narrative but very much did I haven't heard of that. Uh, it's the only movie that I like Scarlett Johansson in. Huh. Let me think about this for a minute. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't prepared to answer it question. <laughs> no problem. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Dracula. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because as I was like, as I was discovering I was trans um if it, it, it felt like something was happening to me in this in the same sort of way that uh something was happening to Mina uh in Dracula um but she wasn't totally aware of it and I I couldn't quite explain it um and when I could explain it I was terrified <laughs> yeah um yeah i spent a lot of t a lot of time like in the shadows literally and figuratively just like yeah. wondering what the hell i was absolutely um, I, yeah so yeah i'm gonna go with dracula <laughs> nice i'm gonna go with coach Ferratu. coach Ferratu. <laughs> Not to make two make not to make two Rick and Morty jokes in one episode, but <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that means it's time to move into recommendations. Yes. You got anything? Um, I'm going to recommend uh, Tacoma. Yeah. It's a video game that I've been playing. Um, it's by the developers who did uh, Gone Home. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not Full sure. Bright. I'm not sure the, what, what they, their name is. Uh, uh, Fulbright. Fulbright. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, it's a story about capitalism in space. Um, it also has gays in space. Mm -hmm. um, all the voice acting is really great. All of the characterization is... is um, is really great it's i mean it's done by like 
rifling through people's like personal property like uh-huh. that's how the story is told you're an, an investigator um who's sent to a space station to discover what happened to the crew yeah um i've been meaning to play that i need to i need to get around to it it's like a like a two to four hour game depending on how yeah. you play it yeah and it's really enjoyable it's it's in my opinion it's like the best way to tell a story in a video game. Nice. Um, I'm also going to recommend a video game this week, but it is on the exact opposite spectrum of those games, which is all gameplay, little to no substance, which is, yes, you heard it right, I'm recommending a roguelike this week. <laughs> um, I have been playing the shit out of Enter the Gungeon because um, I'm in the, I'm moving, so like I, I don't know why, but like my brain is hung up on me getting like too deep into anything, and like not playing Sekiro right now. Yakuza 0 is my next game, and, like, I don't want that to be interrupted by a move. Um, so Gungeon has just been something I can kind of just, like, bang my head against a wall at, and it is yeah. really, really fun. It's just, you know, it's a it's a roguelike, omnidirectional shooting, which is a big step up from my last big roguelike, which was The Binding of Isaac. Um, I lo- I sunk a lot of time into Binding of Isaac, and I, uh, I haven't really touched a roguelike that made me want to do the same until I started playing Gungeon. <laughs> And, um, I am just having an absolute blast with it. It just, it feels so good. It's fun to play. It's like, there's just so much weapon variety. Um, one of like, and all, there's like a lot of really funny stuff in it. Uh, one of my favorite guns in the game is, uh, it's a bullet and it shoots guns that spin in a circle and shoot bullets out of the guns. <laughs> it's, it's very tongue in cheek. Like all the enemies are like guns or bullets right. or something. It's very, very fun. <laughs> And I've been having a good time with that. Um, thank you very much to listening for listening to this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, okay. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, if you would like to find us anywhere, we are Fear Baiting everywhere. That's us on Twitter, Tumblr. I was about to say Facebook. We don't have Facebook. Gmail and Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. $1 a month gets you access to everything. Uh, 5 bucks a month lets you send us a message and ten and get your name on the show. 10 bucks a month lets you, lets you pick a movie out for us and also a message and also your name right on the show. So with that said, thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Ducky Aisha, and Sophie. We love you very much. Um, Andrea, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Andrea Casts Bolt. Nice. Uh, and, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SunHatGenia, uh, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Uh, you can also find me uh, on the on some other wonderful podcasts on the NoiseSpace.xyz network, such as the Wonder Yorks, which is the Animorphs podcast that I do with friend of the sh- with friend and former host of the show Blair and editor of the show. Thank you very much, Blair. Uh, we I very much appreciate the editing that Blair does, and uh, also friend of the show, frequent guest of the show, Seda, who also did our incredible intro and outro music. Check out their stuff at uh, uh, under the name People You Meet Outside of Bars. There you you can find their music at Gay God vibes.online um, I also do Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast for the Terminally Online, also on Noise Space, and Noise Space has a bunch of great podcasts over there, go give them all a listen um, I think that's everything, um, oh also I was on an episode of City Girls Make Do uh, 
that probably came out the sun earlier this week by the time you're hearing this uh it's another podcast on noise space and it was an absolute blast to do um and i'm sorry for the words that i said on it um andrew thank you very much for being on the podcast thank you for having me this was so much fun yeah i had a blast nice um and i think that's gonna do it for us i feel like i'm forgetting something but i can't remember what the fuck it is oh well try singing the outro music yeah, but we have to do the we have to do the I'm Sarah. Okay. I I'm Sarah. And I'm Andrea. And remember Oh god. Um something about making a guy do something. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that in. <laughs> <laughs>